Hi, I'm Dan Moran. I'm Robbie Carmen. And I'm Pat Inhofer. And in this edition of From the Mailbag, Mixing Light member Marshall Davis has asked us a question about working with gloomy footage. He says that he colors a 30-minute doc series every week, and he often runs into shots during important moments, but they were shot on a gloomy day. Gray skies, or there were dim lights on people's faces, and there are obviously limits to what we can do, but he'd love to hear what we do when we encounter material like this. So, Dan, do you get a lot of shots that are gloomy and unlit? He lives in the <laughs> as, UK, man. I'm just going to say that, as Robbie can tell from his recent visit. There is nothing but gray. Nothing but gray. Uh, yeah, so my advice on this is, I, I keep on harping about it, but don't open the image up too much. You've got to drop the midtones and cry, try and let the the image that you have breathe a little bit. So, Because um, like when you're trying to make things bright, people always lift the gain and the midtones to try and push it. Go the other way. Um, don't drop the black too low, but just let the midtones go down and then you get a lot more texture. Uh, and I would try and use windows then to control it. Uh, it's it's easier said than done, of course. If I was doing thirty minute, you know, uh, TV series each week, you know, I might not have as much time to try it. But um, yeah, I definitely think just lower the midtones and not too contrasty gives you better kind of canvas to work off. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. And and Dan, uh, w- I'm putting my wayback machine uh, into action here because one of the first insights that I did on the mixing light library was uh, something called the three band technique. And yeah, I, yes. and I, I think you remember that shot. It was a shot in <laughs> London. Um, I don't know if it was the London Eye or a different thing. Yeah, yeah it was the London that Eye. That was the London Eye. And there's a bridge in the background. And everything in that image, of course, it was shot Alexa. So it was Log C was gray, gray, and then gray, right? Yeah, um, gray with a chance of gray to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I have two opinions about gray shots, especially with gray skies, is that one you need to segment the image, right? You need to segment the image into places where you can push and pull different levels of contrast, as you said, right? Sort of dropping the midtones, things of that of that nature. You need to invent shadows. You need to invent highlights by segmenting the, the image with uh, windows and things of that nature. And then the second thing that I, I, I'm... I'm Again, I use this word uh, a couple times in our recordings, our most recent recordings, but I'm flummoxed by is that everybody's insistent insistence that gray skies have to be a color or they have to be something different. I hate colorizing gray skies. Right, because like it the, looks so false when I do it. It I looks suck at it. so <laughs> fake. And no, no, it's not just you. I mean, you could be the best colorist in the world. And you know what? Sometimes a gray sky is just a gray sky. But I have one word, or I'm sorry, uh, let's see, it's two words of advice. Top Gear, right? When it comes to Grey Sky. Now, if you're not familiar with the show, Top Gear is a very popular tele- uh, BBC show about, um, well, cars, really, right? Yep. Jeremy Clarkson Jeremy Clarkson and the gang, and they travel around the world talking about cars, and it's become one of the most popular shows in the world. And one of the looks that they're very famous for is all the sky treatments that they do. Sometimes they add purples and pinks and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to echo you on one thing, Dan, about midtones. Don't be afraid to darken a sky, right? We always want to add color to it. Contrast on a sky oftentimes goes a lot further than adding some color. And I do. I find myself doing this all the time, adding a gradient power window or a linear power window around a sky and then just crushing the crap out of it with the midtones and the highlights. 
And it just goes, oh, now I have some storminess. I have some sort of dynamics to this. And it's a really way to go. And adding a little color to it, you know, might help as well. Now, Pat, how do you approach this? I mean, this is a, you know, this is a really kind of, uh, I think, a preferential kind of thing. Uh, what do you what do you think about sort of gloomy shots? Well, you guys kind of covered the basis. Number one is contrasting clouds. I love doing what you just described, Robbie. I do it all the time. In fact, uh, if you if you were a member of Tau Color in the early days, the very first short film that I ever did a training series on all took place on a Brooklyn rooftop with tons of clouds, and I spent a lot of time teaching that very technique windowing off the skyline and adding contrast by dropping the midtones and maintaining the highlights and all of a sudden the clouds pop out and now you've got mood and you've got contrast and character in an otherwise characterless image. The other thing I want to address a little bit is doing all of this within the context of a 30-minute series where you've got a couple days and you're gone. You have to move on. And so the techniques we're describing, I think, are especially useful in those poignant moments. In other words, you can't apply these techniques in the in the context of a 30-minute weekly series on every single shot. You will blow your deadline every time. But if you reserve some of these techniques for those key moments in every episode that hopefully the producer will say, yeah, we really need to do something here. This is the highlight of the episode. That's when you start pulling out all of these bag of tricks. And one last thing is... This is something that I love speed grade for because the speed grade 12-way color corrector, you know, we've been talking about adding contrast in the midtones, and because of the way the color corrector works in speed grade where you have a three-way color corrector for your shadows, a three-way color corrector for your mids, take your highlights in your shadows and pull them down and take your midtones in your midtones and pull them up, and now you're working the high end of the shadows against the midtones of the, of the midtones, and you can really get some really gorgeous looks that way with no artifacting. It's really I've tried to replicate what's going on in speed grade just with a curves editor when I'm working the midtones, like the middle range between shadow and midtone, and I can't make it look nearly as good using curves as I can using the contrast wheels in speed grade. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. Now, Dan, obviously, because you're based in the UK, you see a lot of uh, how can I say this? Very white, pasty people. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, and, Me and included. Yeah, you included. Based on this, you know, you know, background of this white sky. Now, if you treat the sky, what do you do with people's faces? Uh, we I got to do a lot of windowing. Uh, yeah, even just as you say it, I'm bringing getting painful memories back. Uh, I would try and do what you do, like get a gradient going on. I'd keep it pretty soft, but I do have to use a lot of holdbacks. Um, yeah, depending on which way they shot, because sometimes if the sun's behind you, you're okay because the person's going to be front lit and the sky's going to be a little bit darker. You can use a luma key to just separate it, but a lot of the time I use a lot of soft windows and, uh, and actually sometimes we have to compromise, uh, on the look. Like, uh, that's the, the problem sometimes with the, like the sky, you'll go super contrasty, everyone loves it. And then the person walks in front and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, that's why you loop the <laughs> shot through once to take a look. And <laughs> yeah, rookie mistake. Uh-huh. Well, I've, I've done the, it before. You know, the other thing I'll address in Marshall, because I, I do a couple similar 30-minute uh, sort of doc, you know, science shows, you know, political shows or whatever. And the one thing I will say is that, you know, Marshall, sometimes doing less is more. 
You know, um, I know it's kind of feel like you want to do something on a shot because somebody, a producer or director is sitting there go, let's do more on this shot. But sometimes, I don't know, if you just come out of an interview, right, and then all of a sudden you go to this crazy stylized B-roll shots as an interstitial, it just is like jarring. You know, it's just like <laughs> MTV again. Whoa, I'm watching two different shows. So avoid the temptation, I think, a lot of times to push it too far and think about flow in your work, especially if it's, you know, what I'm kind of thinking of as sort of a segment based show where you'll have, you know, three, four, five segments in the show with some interstitials in between. You know, don't push those interstitials too far. Otherwise, I think you're going to break that flow. So, and you know, kind of my idea. And if I could add one last tip on working with faces, when I run into this situation and the client really wants to do something with the face, I, it's rare that I can't find a light source somewhere. You know, it's rare that a face is so flat that one side of the face isn't slightly elevated over the other. And I use that as my cue for where I place my windows, really soft windows, and then try to find that light source, create a shape that feels like it's coming from a light, and then just try to pull that, that out a little bit to add a little bit more contrast in the face. And uh, so that's something I sometimes do uh, to, to kind of bring out faces and pop them a little bit more. Very cool. So great question. Uh, hopefully we've addressed the issue a little bit, but this is something that you're going to have to deal with from time to time. And, you know, again, I think a theme with the recent mailbags that we've done about this is that, you know what, there's no right or wrong. Just practice. Just just try it out and see what works for you and for your client. So for MixingLight.com, I'm Robbie Carmen. I'm Dan Moran. I'm Pat Inhofer. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next mailbag. <laughs>